0: Trends are everywhere.
2: No one's ever won a national title losing their first game of their competition.
0: So is it just a trend? Or is there some truth behind those numbers? Not like, oh yeah, I'm certain one of those is gonna win the title. That's a trend and I don't think it's true. It's time to find out. It's trend or truth on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.
2: Welcome back. Beck L Daily right here on the Beck UL Network presented by BetMGM, DJ Paul Aspen there, spinning the hits <laughs> as, uh, as we, we have Trend or Truth here. I'm excited for this segment. Uh, we're doing this once a week, and there's so much out there. I mean, really, depending on who you're following, where you're looking, what you're reading, you could find a lot. We found a lot before week one, but I, I was expecting that. Now there's a lot before week two. So let's throw some of these out and decide whether or not we are buying into this, or it's just some noise. We should fade. And by the way, 20 minutes. are now live from Mandalay Bay. Nick Costos is going to join us out in Vegas. He's doing his shows with Ken Barkley. You better, you bet. Uh, every afternoon. So we'll get to Nick coming up. But where do we want to start? There's, a, I mean, there's a lot out there uh, for week number two in the NFL. Here's one that um, that I think is interesting because there's a lot of double-digit. Um, you know. Teams that got blown out last week, let's say it that way, and then what they do in Week 2. So John Ewing had this from BetMGM. Past 10 years, teams that lost by week in Week 1 by double digits, so got blown out last week, 40, 25, and 2 ATS in Week 2. So here's who matches that. Rams, they got blown out. They're 10.5-point favorites against Atlanta. Patriots, Jets, Packers, Cowboys, Cardinals. Those are the teams. Now let's just say it this way. They got embarrassed in Week 1. So the thought process is – they bounce back in week two. Are we buying it? Trend, truth, what is this? 62% over 10 years.
0: Truth. This is truth, even though they're giving us a trend. But let me explain why it's truth. First off, a lot of these teams um they lose, and some of them have playoff hopes. If you go 0-2. Even now at 17 games, I think we're going to learn over the years that if you start 0-2, even on a 17-game schedule, the likelihood that you make the playoffs is very slim. That's, the, that's going to be the big thing on Monday. All the 0-2 teams that had higher expectations, how they're going to be up against it moving forward, what they're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some truth there that teams know they can't fall to 0-2. But as far as the betting angles, it makes sense. Because numbers adjust. First team you just mentioned out of the gate, the Rams. Well, before this past game, it was Rams minus 13. Then all of a sudden, the Rams were terrible uh, in the first game of the year. And Atlanta leads throughout until the very end against the Saints. So it was a mix of downgrade Rams. Maybe you uptick the Falcons a little bit and the number settles at 10 and a half. So, of course... Yeah, the Rams fit it. And, well, what if they win by 11, 12, or 13? I look at headline; line, they would not have covered that number. So because of the adjustments, the overreactions that we see in week one, I'm going to say this is true. Yeah,
1: anyway. I mean, I think just looking at it, it's the beginning of the season – you're going to be so motivated. You don't want to start 0 and two, 0 and three, and have this enormous hole to climb out of. It's a daunting task to ask for any team. It's so competitive in the NFL that it's just—I think it's just such a motivating factor. If you lose Week One, you're going to figure out everything you can do to not have that happen again in Week Two. So I could see this definitely being truth.
2: Yeah, and I think the the ones that I feel strongest about um, with that, the Rams. The Packers, of, of those teams we mentioned that, that yeah. fit the bill, the Rams and Packers are the ones, like, they're supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. They, they got embarrassed week one. They're going to bounce back. Now, do they cover the number? We'll see, but they're going to bounce back this week.
1: Also, if you do have a team who has some newer pieces, maybe week one, it's like, ooh, we got to make some adjustments. We can mm-hmm. fix this, that, and the other, and you know what? Maybe a little bit of that, and they can get a W the next week. The,
0: the big line moves we've been talking about all week, all these games. The Rams, how that moved down, I just talked about it, a field goal. This, this Cardinals-Raiders game, the line won't stop moving. It was inside of a field goal to start the week, and now we're almost at six. And the Bengals were favored on the look-ahead to get the deck injury, and now the Cowboys are touchdown underdogs at home. I, that line movement is going to come into play
2: 100%. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that's it. Uh, all right, where do we want to go next? What, what, what trend hits everybody next? So that, that one was interesting to me, the, those, those teams that got blown out in week one. What are you thinking next?
0: Let's let's do one on tonight. This is the okay. game everybody's talking about today. Uh, I've got I've got I've got one here. All right. Row teams. Chargers Chiefs. Okay. The row team in this matchup is thirteen four and one against the spread in their last eighteen games. Wow. The row team has been covering in Chargers Chiefs games over the last number of years. Trend or truth.
2: So let's add to that because it's it's Aaron. You brought the one up. The Chargers, what as a road divisional dog, 56% since 2019, and Herbert, what is he? Three and one,
1: three and one against- ATS in his career against KC.
2: Okay, so, so I mean, that all leans
1: together. into that all leans into Chargers. Joe O. So gotta go truth, yeah. I guess, with this. <laughs> if you just look at all of that, what
0: do you think, Joji?
2: Feels more. I don't know. I, I think this is more trend than. I, I don't feel as strongly about this as the last one we talked about. It's still a short sample, isn't it? I, it's only a few years. Herbert has only played four games against the, the Chiefs. It's not a long. I sample. go.
0: I go trend. Yeah, your one Herbert result of going the other way to where it's two and two, where it's not even brought up, and then I I brought up the last what eighteen games that the road team is covering. Yes, at a higher number, but that might be kind of random. I've, if we're going back 18 games, we're talking about a lot of games that didn't have Pat Mahomes or Justin Herbert or Brandon Staley. So right. I, I, would, I would say trend. I don't think there's anything useful here. And the Staley
2: factor throws everything off, doesn't it? Like I mean, that guy is a total wild card. I, it's like he, They could score 40, and I think they could score 20 because he goes for every fourth down and they just have a bad night. I mean, it, it throws everything off.
1: And also taking a closer look, now that I think about it, Chargers as a road divisional dog, 56% ATS is not that strong of a number. We're not talking 80-something right. percent here. Like, it's not, it's not mind-blowing.
2: Agree. No, you're right. It is not. Um, all right. How about this one here? As we, uh, we talk about teams bouncing back. Packers-Bears. The Packers are going to be a very popular... Survivor pick, they might be a popular pick against the spread. They're going to bounce back. No one thinks the Bears are any good. Here are some numbers on this. Aaron Rodgers against the Bears, 20 and 7 against uh, Chicago against the against the spread in his career. We know he owns this team. The Packers have won 11 straight games after a loss and are a perfect 11 and 0 against the spread in those games. Not only 11 and 0, they cover every time. And Aaron Rodgers against the Bears on Sunday Night Football. 23 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Every Rodgers trend, stat, whatever, truth against the Bears, it all is just its embarrassing for Chicago. I mean, like, it's, it's all Packers. There's something to this. It's, it, there's something to this.
0: They won their last four against the Bears by double digits. They've covered their last six against the Bears. What, the truth is he owns them, and he told you he owns them. That's the truth. This whole thing's truth, and he's also a really good quarterback too. That's part of it. And the Bears have been bad for a while, a long while, right? Really long, long while. So yeah, this. See, I don't. People talk about oh, the oldest rivalry. People here hate the Packers. Of course, they hate the Packers because they suck against the Packers. That's the other part. (laughs) It used to be. It was a rivalry when I was a kid, but it's. I don't view. Yes, they've been playing a very long time. So that the history is what makes it a rivalry. But it's, not com- it's a non-competitive rivalry. That's where we've been at when you go from Favre to Rodgers. So, I mean, that's, that's what we've seen over the last couple of decades.
1: I'm so, starting to think Aaron Rodgers likes these week one duds. He just does this on purpose. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't be talking crap about me and my team. I'll show you in week two. Sets up for a bad spot for the Bears.
2: It does, but I do. I, I do think the Packers' issues aren't going to just solve themselves overnight. Like they're going to win this game on Sunday, but I don't know. That was that, they looked really off offensively, and they had some injuries yeah. at wide receiver. Lazard is still questionable.
0: Yeah, as as dogged as he gets by the national media, I wonder internally if those receivers like really like him. Think that he's bringing them along the right way. Like he didn't come out and crush them at all. He's like, guys, this is going to happen. We're going to be fine. Like that, mm-hmm. we expect this. This is part of the process. Like I don't know. I liked his approach that he uh, he brought to the media as far as the receivers mm-hmm. that he, when he was talking about them. So I wonder if he's doing a little bit of lifting them up, and we'll see how they're going to respond uh, on national TV on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, it's, I it's agree. It, it did show. It showed maturity. I thought it was classy. And, you know, you do want to build your guys up. So especially, you know, to give them confidence, bring them along. I I thought that was a classy move from him.
2: Let me throw one more in. It's a Mike Vrabel one because we talked about that Bills Titans number. Was it 9.5-10 as the week has gone on? Under Vrabel, Titans have played 28 games as an underdog of a field goal or more. They're 19-9 and straight up. They've played 28 as an underdog of a field goal more. They're 19-9 and nine straight up, and they are 20-8 against the spread. Of the 136 coaches to be listed of an underdog as a field goal more since 2018, the most profitable is Mike Vrabel. I, I don't think it's close. Yep. That's a lot and of that's games. Truth.
0: That's truth. When I saw this line, we started talking. We'll, we'll do a full breakdown later about Survivor and going against the Titans. This, this scares me this really does when you're g- giving vrabel more than a touchdown like he will rally the troops and now you're coming off a loss where they just gave it away at the very end a, a game that they were supposed to win for v- betting on vrabel getting a ton of points betting on vrabel off a loss adventure to guess that's a pretty good idea that, that you're making more money than you're losing
2: what do you think, Aaron? Vrabel mm-hmm. getting a lot of points. He's a good coach. I don't like this Titans team, but I, I'm not sure they're getting blown out Monday.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. I agree with you guys on that one.
2: Well, Pacino's had to rally the troops, right? Like, they're 0-1. They had a bad loss. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll have them ready to play, thinking, like, we've got to win this game. They're probably still going to lose, but he's going to have them ready to play. That's probably a closer game then the number says Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks, Rebecca Daily on the other side, joining us live from Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, Nick Costos of You Better Your Bet. He's with us next, right here on the Beck UL Network.